Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. This is the second of our episodes on career planning. And if you're listening as it's released, then it's early in the new year. So it's a natural time for people to be reflecting on their career and thinking about what they want. We've already both heard stories about people handing in their resignations early in the new year, Um, but they don't have to be new year episodes. So at any point that you listen, We've designed them as two episodes that work together in tandem to help you hopefully create some clarity on where your career is currently at and what you might want to do in terms of next steps. We would definitely recommend going and listening to the previous episode. In it, we shared six of our favorite reflection questions that we use when we're working with career coaching clients. And that is a well worthwhile exercise to do before you move on to the episode and what we're going to share with you today. So Pam, once somebody has done that reflection piece then and they've got some of their clarity about what some of their strengths are, what they're proud of, what maybe hasn't gone so well, what do you do next in terms of getting people thinking about what their future career might look like? What's the first step on that side of it? So the first step, for me and this is part of the reverse engineer your career strategy is to look at how many years you've got left in your career before you retire and it's a really cool calculation and it's always a real eye-opener for people as well because sometimes they might not realize how much or how little time they've got left to make an impact in their career so it's the first thing that we do once you've done that reflection and you've gone through all of the the good stuff and the uncomfortable stuff and all of that great stuff it's looking at okay how do we move forward and how long have we got left to make that real impact so if you're 40 now for example and you're thinking of retiring at at 65 then you've got 25 years to make an impact in your career okay so 25 years for some people might seem like a really long time and for others I can tell by your face that you're just thinking what (laughs) 25 years it just feels I think it's interesting probably for listeners to do that calculation mentally I'm just imagining people listening to this in the car and having the response that I have of, oh, I've got quite a long time left. And I'm often somebody that will go on to the next thing and then the next thing and operate at pace. And so I think when I think about the length of time that I have got left, it feels longer than I expected it to. I was like, oh, quite a long time. It's good there, isn't it? Because it really puts it into perspective because we're constantly like, go, go onto the next thing. What do we need to do next? Where do we need to move? And sometimes actually what we need to do is just stand still and think about what is the best way to go? What is the best way 
to to gain the experience and the exposure that we need in order to achieve our ultimate career goal. And sometimes we don't always know what that ultimate career goal is, but nine times out of 10, we'll have a pretty good idea of what salary we want to be earning, the type of lifestyle we want to be living and all of that kind of stuff. So as part of reverse engineer your, your career, that's where we start looking at, okay, what's the bigger picture? What are you working towards? And then thinking about your ultimate career goal, and achieving that I usually like to see people achieve that ultimate goal with five to seven years of their career left because that gives them enough time to make a real impact to really lay the foundations for you know for the next person and to leave that career feeling successful that they've achieved what they wanted to achieve and also being able to make a real impact during that time as well so I think when you're thinking about looking forward, it's almost going, okay, let's look at the bigger picture, not just the next role or looking for, it's a, it's always the next role, the next opportunity, the next course. That it, it, There's always something that's coming next. A lot of that stuff isn't necessary to get to that ultimate career goal. But because we're constantly in go mode and trying to get through everything as fast as we can, we don't realize how much time we've got to actually make those considered choices and make more of an impact. And that is interesting as I hear that thinking backwards, that kind of five to seven years, because I think for me, the natural assumption without hearing that would be you almost aim to get to your ultimate career goal just before the end of your career. So where before I was saying it felt like a long time, all of a sudden, if you take seven years off, then that might feel like, ah, now there's actually not as much time as I expected left to get to that ultimate career point. Because that does make quite a big difference. If you've got, say, 20, 25 years left, then taking seven years off it, that becomes a big chunk of that time. Yeah, it does. But what I find really interesting about that is that when you know how long you've got, you can then work out, okay, these are the things I need to get exposure to. These are the experiences that I need to have in order to achieve that goal. So what does that look like from a bigger picture point of view? Does that look like a variety of different job titles? Does that look like some different courses? Does that look like just some real kind of hands-on experience what does it look like what do you need to do in order to get there and also looking at the gaps from where you are now to where you'd like to be a lot of the time because we're so focused on moving forward we completely overlook the fact that we've got a lot of the experience that we need to take that next step and one of the mistakes I see people making is make a lot of sideways moves because they feel they need more experience or they need more of something so they keep going sideways rather than taking that step up because they never really look into well what are the gaps how far away am I is it possible to take that next step or do I just need to keep gathering experiences and this is where CVs can then become flooded with lots of different jobs and it can make it then quite difficult to go overall I've got this experience to take the step up people find it really hard to articulate that whereas looking at it from this point of view and thinking about it from the reverse engineer your career perspective you can work backwards and then you can go okay this is where I am now 
actually, I'm only two or three jobs away from that ultimate career goal. It might even be less depending on where you are in your career. And then you can go, right, okay. So if it's two or three more jobs and I've got, say, 18 years, what does that look like in reality? And what do I actually want to do during that time? And that's where you can start making those really considered choices and start exploring what does the next step look like? And it could be that actually as part of making that move, you need to create a network or a stronger network. People only network when they're looking to move jobs. They don't tend to build their network. And we've talked about this before on on the podcast, but when you see how many years you've got in front of you to make those career moves and to make those choices, then you can start taking more considered action towards building that network and building relationships with people without having to do it in a rush because now's the time to move. And you're constantly moving at pace, but you don't really know where you're moving to and how each role benefits the next. Such good points. And as you were talking, there were two different clients that I've worked with recently that came to mind that really illustrate those points. So one was a senior client already in a leadership role, knew that her ultimate career goal, not that was my terminology in the conversation, but recognized that her ultimate career goal was a CEO. And what happened was as we explored what are some of the things that you need to gain exposure to or what might you need in order to be at that, there was really only one element that was significant that she needed to gain experience of or exposure to. Her leadership experience was great. Her experience in terms of commercials and operations was really strong already. Actually, it was the detail of some of the financials and that side of it that was really important for her to be in a position to gain that opportunity in the future. So that really helped to shape what might her development look like. And that didn't necessarily involve moving roles there was potential for her to gain that. For a different client, the networking piece came in very much to the fore for exactly that reason, that she recognized that if I want to get the opportunities, and I find this with clients quite often, people will be frustrated that other people are getting opportunities. And when you look up why are they getting those opportunities? That's what they've been doing that I haven't been doing is they've been doing that networking. They've been putting themselves at the forefront, making themselves memorable, having conversations with the right people over a consistent period, as opposed to I'm now in the early stages because I've been putting my head down and doing a good job and waiting to be recognized for it. And that's often beneficial for opportunities within the same organization but if you want a broader range of opportunities or if you're in a bigger organization that networking piece and that strategic building of relationships is a crucial part of your career strategy isn't it yeah absolutely right and those experiences that your clients have had show that sometimes we can massively overlook the things that we need to do. It can be so much simpler to make those career moves than we think. And for the majority of senior leaders, they will find anyway that things like networking will secure them a role much faster than job boards and all of the good stuff that we do to job search. So 
just taking the time to think how long have I got left in my working career? What do I think my ultimate career goal is? You don't have to know exactly all of this stuff that we're talking about. You don't have to exactly know what you want to do, but it's just about moving in the right direction. It's about not wasting any time making sideways moves for the sake of it. Every single move that you make from this point onwards after listening to, to this podcast episode should be a considered move and should be adding something to your career, should be adding something to your CV and should be adding something to, for you from a personal development point as well. Because if every move that you make is adding value to your career and that will really help you stay on track and move towards that ultimate career goal and help you if you don't already know what that looks like to really work it out. So it's a real change of mindset and perspective. It's about putting you and your career first and making those considered moves and taking those chances and moving forward in your career in a way that benefits you. And obviously all of the companies that you work for, they're going to benefit from your focus, from the impact that you make, because you will be making a lot more impact when you're taking or making those considered moves. So I think it's, it's a really good thing to start thinking about now. And even if you don't know all the answers, the reflection, the journaling, the constantly bringing it to the front of your mind and even just questioning yourself on what's next and and what you actually want to do moving forward will really help you to find the right direction. And if you're thinking, I'm really stuck, I've done the reflection questions, I've tried to think about the ultimate career goal, then there's a way you can always do a power hour with us. Jackie does a great one on finding clarity and we can support you in finding the answer or at least helping you work out what direction is going to be the best one for you. Do you find when you're working with clients on this stuff that the ultimate career goal is easier or harder than the next steps? So if people have been normally thinking what's the next step and maybe finding that a struggle, do they find it easier or harder to envisage their ultimate career goal? I think it's always easier to get the next job than it is to figure out what your ultimate career goal is because it it seems, depending on what point of your career that you're at, it often seems like really unachievable at the point that you start thinking about it. And most people find it really hard to bring it into reality, which is why the reverse engineer your career framework works really well in helping people to break that down lots of people come to us don't they and they're like do I stay in this role do I move there's loads of things going on that they're not happy with maybe they've reached a ceiling point or they've become stale in the role there's so many different reasons like why people start thinking about making a move and it could even just simply be for promotion because it's time to move but so many people get stuck And it is really a case of looking at what am I getting from this role? Like lots of people that we work with, actually, we start looking at what is the ultimate career goal and start trying to work that out. And then what they come to realize is that a lot of what they need to move on to gain clarity is there right in front of them in that role. But they've completely overlooked it because of a number of reasons. So sometimes it is like 
we always say, don't we? You need to stand still. You need to take that pause to to see, to really see what's ahead and what you need to do next. I am just thinking of somebody else that I had a conversation with where there was immediately that resistance when they tried to think about, and again, wasn't terminology that we use, but their ultimate career goal because they were very tied up in, but I've had in this instance, very broad experience. So I've done all of these different things who would give me an opportunity. And I think what's so helpful is if you do start to have more of that view and to take a slightly different, perhaps, definition of the ultimate career goal than might spring to mind. So when you first talked about it, what struck me was you said you might not know exactly the title, but you might know the salary level, the type of lifestyle that you want. And often when I'm working with clients, we also think about elements like what type of company do you want to work for? Do you want to work for a big company with quite a lot of structure and larger teams or do you want to work for a smaller organization that maybe has less structure and decisions might get made quicker, but there might be some quirks. <laughs> There's often quirks in founder-led businesses, the type that I often work with, that that might feel quite different. And when you start to think about some of those questions, what do you want? Do you want a big company or do you want a smaller company? People often find that goes back to our favorite word of specificity. That type of specific question can be really helpful. So what are some of the other questions that you would use to help people to get a bit more clarity on what that might look like? So in terms of clarity, there's absolutely tons of questions and you're right about the type of company and all of that kind of stuff. And it might even be the type of environment. It might be the type of leader. It, it might just be the company itself. For example, one of my clients recently really unhappy in the role, couldn't put the finger on what it is that they don't like. And actually, when we looked at their values, it was a real values mismatch. You know, what they were selling and the area that they were operating in really didn't sit right with him and he hadn't he just hadn't considered that he just thought that he was feeling unfulfilled in the role that it wasn't really doing much that he wasn't that fussed on the industry that maybe a a different industry would be better and actually it was a clear values mismatch when we explored it in more detail so there's so much more than just what salary or you know what lifestyle like there's so much that sits behind that and like you say the type of company the type of leader you know the type of environment the people that you want to work with the projects that they run the products that they sell the services for example you might think I'm done with sales but it might just be that you're selling the wrong products you might just not believe in those products or have any interest in those products and it's become really boring there's a whole range of different reasons but sometimes it is about thinking that little bit deeper rather than thinking I hate my job which is what a lot of people say to us isn't it I hate my job ready to make a move but actually breaking that down it's not the job that you hate it's the people it's the industry it's the environment there's a lot more to it and when you figure that out it can it can make you a lot happier 
within your career and make it so much easier to to make those moves because again you're making considered moves that brought to mind as you were talking the idea that ambition is always about progression and progression and I think there's that kind of cultural piece that sometimes people feel like they should want to progress and I remember a conversation with a client clarity hour where we were talking about what's important from the next move and this was very much around values we had a whole you know, white whiteboard chart with all the things that you want and all the things that are going to be red flags so that's another approach that you can use is to I want this type of culture I want this type of leader I want these types of things to be in the role and I don't want these so you can start with what you don't want and often then say okay if I don't want that what do I want instead and that can be a good way to get more clarity and as we went through this exercise it became effectively a bit of a wish list for the longer term without it necessarily being an attachment for it's got to be the next move and what happened was 18 months or two years later I got a message back from that client with a picture of the whiteboard saying, oh my God, I've just realized that the job I'm in is this. And by going through that process of just letting yourself think about what you want more of and what you know you don't want longer term, take away the pressure of ultimate career goal if that language doesn't speak to you, take away worrying about what the next move might look like and focus on what you want more of and what you know you don't want. And that just makes it so much easier to create the clarity, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's a really good point that you make there as well, because one thing that I always say to people, especially if they're really not enjoying their current role, is stop thinking about it as this is a role that you're stuck in for the foreseeable. Start going in every day and thinking, what can I learn from this situation what can I learn from the things that I'm doing is there anything else that I can learn is there anything else I can get exposure to even things like having difficult conversations with people and really thinking what can I take from this and rather than looking at it like oh and the alarm goes off and you're hitting snooze because you don't want to get out of bed and all of that kind of stuff like that 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 can really happen and I've seen so many people turn that around and go rather than focusing on all the stuff that I don't like I'm going to focus on what I can learn what I can take from every situation that I find myself in and all of this stuff I always say back to interview prep don't I but it's always good interview prep it's always good stuff that anything that you do when you start really focusing in they're going to be all of your interview prep examples they're going to be the stories that you can talk about and there's nothing better than turn and like flipping that mindset on its head and going from I'm fed up in this role to actually what can I learn what can I take from every day in this role and it really does help brilliant one final question before we wrap up so you talked about this process of figure out how long you've got left take away five to seven years and figure out what you recognize would be important for you at that point role, business, all of that stuff. And from there, you said often there's actually only maybe two or three moves. It doesn't have to be lots and lots of moves 
to get from where you are to that thing. Once people have done that bit, how do you then help them make that decision about whether to make a move and if so, when? Because I think for a lot of people, if they've been doing that reflection, there's still that question of, okay, so maybe I know now what I'm heading towards. Maybe I know that perhaps it's a bit closer than I think, or maybe it's the opposite and I haven't got as much time as I think and I need to think about it sooner rather than later. But how do they make that final bit of decision about what type of move to look for and when? That's a really good point because it is now that I've got all of this, all of these great thoughts going on and I've got a better plan. It's when do I make that move? And for me, it's you, you probably should start thinking about making that move while you're thinking about it because you'll be motivated to get into that job search. And the first part of your job search is going to be getting yourself set up and making sure that you are positioning yourself in the market. So CV, LinkedIn, all of that good stuff. So when you start thinking about it, start updating those documents. Then what you can do then is start having a look at what is around and looking on the job boards, maybe speaking to some recruiters, testing out your network. You can start easing yourself into it and doing it that way also means there's no real pressure on you and you get that time to really think through what you're doing. You're not just throwing a CV together and getting it out there. You can start, as you start talking through your experience, I always find that you'll go, oh, that's something else and it's not on my CV. So when you're giving yourself that time and space to start that job search and start that exploration period, you're also opening up your mind and basically helping yourself to get all of the good stuff that might be missing into things like your CV and onto LinkedIn and also documented for interview prep. So as soon as you start thinking about it, start getting yourself prepared, start thinking about everything we've talked about on last week's podcast and and this one and start just exploring, see what's out there and start just testing the water. Even if that is in the form of applying for a role, there's no harm in testing the water ever. Just get yourself set up and start getting yourself out there. I remember a career coach that I worked with when I was employed and having a similar discussion around timing. And she fed back to me, which was really true. And I hadn't recognized it until that point. My tendency was to stay too long. And often I did that because I valued the relationships that I'd built in roles. And so I would stay too long at the detriment of my career because I liked the people and had good relationships. And I think it's great advice to be open and to be exploring and inquisitive and curious and look for things that appeal at a time when you're not desperate to make a move because how you present as a candidate when we go all the way back to some of the conversations we've had about the importance of recruitment being a two-way process so much easier for you to genuinely go into a process as a two-way thing and I'm only going to make the move if I feel that this is definitely right for me if you are still happy where you are, if you wait until the point that you're unhappy where you are and where you are hating the alarm clock going off every morning, then you have to do more of that work around your mindset and being 
able to focus on your job search as opposed to if you do it earlier with less pressure on you. So I would, from my own experience in my career, wish wish I'd have had that advice 15 or so years ago. So thank you for sharing that framework. And if anybody that is listening would like to work with Pam, if you've got to that point where you recognize that you do need to make a move and you want to do that sooner rather than later, then Pam has an amazing program called the Job Search Accelerator, which has phenomenal results. So if you are looking for some of that support in your job search around the practicalities of getting your profile together around finding the right things and making sure that you are prepped properly for interview then the program covers all of that if you're at that slightly earlier more explorative stage of wanting to create the clarity then we can absolutely help with that as well so do just drop us a message Thank you for listening and we will be back next week with another episode. We have done loads of planning ourselves for the content and the episodes that we know that we want to cover during the course of this year. But as ever, we love adapting that and ensuring that we cover the things that you like to listen to. So if there are any topics that you would like us to cover or anything that would be helpful, then please do let us know. And if you could drop us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform of choice that really does help to get us seen and heard by new listeners who potentially also need to take ownership of their career thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you again next time